0: turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm flipping over in my Bible right now to Ephesians chapter 4. We're continuing, of course, our study uh, of uh, 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 being a saint our union in Christ it's a study dealing with sanctification being set apart we're seeing great truths concerning believers how being set apart in Christ that we realize that when we trust Jesus Christ as Savior we are set apart we're called saints holy children of God we know that we're supposed to live out our position we're to walk worthy of our calling in our study we've been we talked about that we have been set apart we are being set apart and we will be set apart in these final chapters we're, uh, our, our study we're seeing three key aspects so on your handout you see it says three, three key aspects. First of all, our service, that deals with Romans chapter 12. That's the lesson we ju- we saw last time, that was lesson 10. Then we see our walk, that's going to be this lesson, and that's dealing with Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> and then the third thing will be our areas, and we're going to look at four areas of our lives And that's actually going to be the chapters, uh, the lessons 12 and 13. And so if you remember, as we start, we looked last time at Romans 12:1 and 2, and that was to offer our lives as living sacrifices, and that's to bring honor and glory to God and, and all of that. And we want to think about In fact, uh, that was last time. This time we're going to talk about the walk of the Christian life. And then in the future, we're going to talk about our bodies, our time, our possessions, our abilities. So we're going to get really, really, really practical as we do our study. So this morning, we're, we're talking about walking worthy of our calling. So let's think about it. First of all, Remember, Jesus said some strange things. I mean, it's kind of funny when you think about it. Jesus, uh, that's okay because he's God. You know, he said things that we go, What is he talking about? But that's because he's God. He said things like, When you lose your life, you gain your life. We go, What? And he says, Come unto me, you who are weary, take my yoke, which we think that yoke is where you work hard. And he says, And I'll give you rest. And then he said something like this If you want to be great, be a servant. When we think about those things, we say that doesn't always match up. But the truth is that we're uh, finite and He's infinite. God knows everything. Isaiah 55 says, His thoughts are not our thoughts, His ways are not our ways. As high as the heavens is from the earth, so are His ways and thoughts above ours. And He's God and we're the creation. And uh, we live in a fallen world. And so there's some things that, that does not even seem right. In fact, one of the Bible passages says, There's a way that seems right to men, but the end is death. So, something seems strange. I put on your hand out there, Matthew 6, 21, and Jesus says something that's really strange. He says, what we treasure, we love. Now, we think about it the opposite. We'd say, well, whatever we love, we treasure. If we love something, we treasure. No, he says the opposite. He says, whatever you treasure, that is is what you're going to love. Whatever you count as important, that's what you love. And so whether it's loving God or you're loving your families, whatever you treasure is going to be what you love. And so many people say things like, God is so important and our families are so important, but we spend all our time and energy on other things. So whatever we treasure, we love. Well, as we study, as we continue studying and over our this podcast or this uh, thing that we're doing, uh, we're going to continue looking at our life our lifestyle, our Christian life, and we're getting very, very practical. We want to live out what we know. And let me remind you of where we are about sanctification. On your handout, you remember the three types of sanctification. There's past sanctification, which is called positional sanctification. We have been set apart. That's really powerful. Then there's present tense, which we call it what? It is called progressive sanctification and that is we are being set apart which is just beautiful and then the future is called ultimate sanctification and we will be set apart now in our study we've got, we've already looked at all three of these But the details that we wanted to highlight is the progressive sanctification, which is the Christian life. And that's what we wanted to highlight in this study. So we've done all things. We've looked at positional sanctification, we looked at progressive sanctification, we looked at ultimate sanctification, but now because we're talking about being a saint and growing as a Christian and making an impact, that's what we want to do. Now I want to remind you that uh, we're looking at three big areas, our service, our walk, and our areas. Our service is Romans 12, our walk is Ephesians 4 and our areas are our bodies our time, our possessions, and our abilities. And I'll talk more about that in just a minute. But let me remind you, if you go to the top of the very next page, if you remember I've got Romans 12, 1 and 2. And that is our service. So the blank out beside there is, that's our service. This is what we looked at in our last lesson. And the key there is offering our lives to God in service. That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of to god to present your bodies a living sacrifice. That is the key. And I I told you that this deals with our discipleship. I I have to say this, and I have to say it over and over, is that you can trust Jesus Christ as Savior, and you have eternal life, and you're changed from the inside out, you become a new creation in Christ. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to grow as a believer. But when you get to a point in your life where you say, I want my life to count for Christ, and you give Him your life in service, most of the time that's when you really start growing. And so I've got there, being a believer Cost us what? It cost us absolutely nothing. But being a disciple cost us our lives. And so that's what we saw last time in review, that whole aspect. And the, the Christi- and, and it's powerful. So we offer our lives. And in fact, we saw this, if you remember, and so you don't have to write all this down, but not being conformed to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. That was the key things that we talked about. And the end result is that you'd know the will of God. So the key to victory, I think this, the key, and when we say, I want to I have an impact for Christ, I want my life to count for Christ, then it begins when you offer your life to him, when you say to him, I want my life to count for you, I want to live for you. And that starts it all. And from that, we're going to talk about a number of things. But before we get to the walk of the Christian life, I want to give you the key areas we're going to see in the next two lessons. And here they are, if you see them listed on your sheet, it says, our bodies, our time, our possession, and our abilities. That's going to be, we'll see those in lessons 12 and 13, those four things. Think about our bodies. What do we do With our lives. What do we do with our bodies? Where do we go? What do we put into our minds? And then our time. How do we use our time that God's given to us? Everybody, by the way, this is what's so weird. Everybody has the same amount of time. At least daily. Now, we don't all live the same length of time. But we all have the same length of time. If you say, well, I, I, I didn't have enough time to do that. Well, everybody has the same amount of time. It's just what we do with it. Then the third thing is our possessions. It's material things. Do, do we control our things or do our things control us? And then the fourth thing there is our abilities. And that's talking about gifts and talents and service. So that's coming up. That's lessons 12 and 13. So here we are. Well, last time we saw Romans 12, 1 and 2 offer our lives. This week we're going to look at our walk our walk. And I'm going to, as we think about the Christian life, the Bible describes it a lot of ways. Some, sometimes the Bible describes our walk as, as a war. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand. Sometimes the Bible describes the, the Christian life as a race. Run the race with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. 1 Corinthians one nine. everybody who runs in the race all run, you know, that kind of thing. Sometimes the Christian life is described as a boxing match. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, I buffet my body. I'm not boxing the air. And and then uh, Paul talks about he's fought the fight, he's run the race, he's kept the faith, all of those things. But the way, mostly, that the Bible describes the Christian life is the walk. The walk of the Christian life. The Christian life is described as a moment-by-moment, step-by-step. That's why I think it's called a walk, because when you walk, you just take a step at a time. And that's like day by day, moment by moment. And that's what the Christian life really is. It's a, it's a moment by moment, day by day. It's an ongoing process. Now, what I've got for you, if you notice, <clears throat> I put key aspects of our walk. I'm going to give you six things. We're going to write them down right here. And then the rest of the lesson, we'll be looking at these six things dealing with our walk. So it's going to take just a minute to put this down. So I'm going to give you each one and tell you what to write down. Number one, write down, walk worthy walk worthy okay number 2 walk in the spirit number 3 walk by faith number 4 walk in obedience number 5 walk in New life. And number six, walk in good works. Now don't switch the page yet because we're going to add some things out to it. But look what we've got. Walk worthy, walk in the Spirit, walk by faith, walk in obedience, walk in new life, walk in good works. Now beside, number one, where it says walk worthy, right lifestyle. And, and beside that, write Ephesians four one. Okay. Number two, where it says walk in the spirit, write the word power, and put Galatians five sixteen. Number three, where it says walk by faith, write out beside that promises, and put Second Corinthians five seven. Then number four, where it says, walk in obedience, out beside it put, obeying God's word. And right out beside that, 2 John, verse 6. Then number five, walk in new life, out beside that put the word testimony. And put Romans 6, 4. And then, of course, finally, walk in good works. I want you to put actions. And, of course, Ephesians 2.10. So look what we got. Worthy walk is lifestyle, walk in the Spirit is power, walk by faith is the promises, walk in obedience is obeying the Word, walking in new life deals with our testimony, and walking in good works deals with our actions. So there's a lot of stuff. You know, when you think about walk of the Christian life, you think, well, that's not very much about it. But in fact, the, the whole Christian life is described as a walk. So let's start with number one, and number one is to walk worthy. And you should have out beside there Ephesians four one. And Ephesians four one, if you're there, it says, Therefore I I, as the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you've been called. Now, if if we do the same thing as we did the book of Romans, gotta remember he's got a therefore. You remember? And what's the therefore? Therefore, as they say, it goes back in chapters 1, 2, and 3 of Ephesians tell us who we are in Christ. And now, beginning in chapter 4, he says, therefore, based on who we are in Christ, now he gets practical. Therefore, I implore you to live out, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. What is our calling? We're children of God. So think about it. So the very first thing here is Ephesians 4.1. We're to walk worthy. We're to walk worthy of our calling. What are we called? What are we called? We are called children of God. We are called saints. Think about it. As you remember, when we started the study, it talks about believers who are called saints. That's who we are. We're set apart children of God. A saint is a holy one. When set apart, the idea is uh, like a holy vessel or we're a holy person. We are to walk as those who are set apart. That's why he says, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. What are we called? Saints. How are we to walk? as saints. So I want you to think about it in 1 Peter chapter 1. I've got it out there for you. Verses 14, 15, and 16. Listen to what he says. He says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust which was yours in ignorance. He says, As children of God, as obedient children, don't live like you used to live. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy in all your behavior. In other words, as like God who is holy called you into a relationship, then you be holy. And then he goes on and says, then you shall be holy, for I am holy. Are we living holy lives? So in 1 Peter 1, 14-16, he basically says, live out who you are. Live out holy lives. As obedient children, don't live like you used to live. I mean, it's so easy to live like you used to live. Why? Because that's how we're used to living. That's what we, how we live. We've got the flesh. We've got the natural bent to sin. He says, listen, don't live like you used to live. As, a, as an obedient child of God, live holy lives because the one who called you is holy. And he says, you shall be holy for I am holy. And so the question is, are we living holy lives? I want you to look at at uh, Colossians. Well, I've got it for you there. And you can fill it out. Colossians one ten. Let me read the verse. He says, so that you may walk in a manner." manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. So walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit, is what he says. Walk worthy in the manner of the Lord to please him in all resp- respects, bearing fruit. So Colossians one ten says where to walk how walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Think about it. And that that's powerful. That's pleasing Him. That's bearing fruit. You know, pleasing of the Lord to bear fruit. And then I've, I've got Colossians three seventeen. Uh, whatever we do is is based on our words and deeds. Uh, I used to have a T-shirt when I coached at Mississippi State. I coached track, and you, you could wear a lot of different things. And once I went to the Florida Relays, and I got I was down on the back in those days. You could just do anything. I was down on the field. Anybody's <laughs> running all around and I had a t-shirt on that had a cross on the front cuz I mean our coach we, we we were a lot of Christians nobody cared. So I had this cross on the front and I had Colossians 3:17, I had the verse just the said Colossians 3:17 on the back. And I remember a guy, at one of the runners came up to me and said, what does Colossians 3.17 say? I said, it says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father by Him. And so it says, whatever you do in what? In our words, in our deeds. So what we say and what we do. I love that. And so he's basically saying, live out who we are. Uh, We see our walk is based on our words and... And our deeds. And, and uh, I have for you 1 Thessalonians 2.12. It says, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of God, who called you into his own kingdom. And so this is a worthy walk. And so the very first thing is, we're to live out who we are. So when we say, let me just put this up on the board. When we say a worthy walk is we live out Who we are. That's pretty powerful. We live out who we are. So this is number one, and I think we're on about page three. And this, the very first thing, is to walk worthy of the calling which we've been called. We're called children of God. We're to live it out. We're to walk in a manner worthy. We're to walk based on our words and deeds. It's a worthy walk. So that's number one. So that's powerful. So the very first one is a worthy walk. Now here's number two. Number two is to walk in the Spirit. And this, so number two, is walk in the Spirit. Sometimes uh, the Bible translates it, walk by the Spirit it's dealing with power and we would put it this way live in god's power so here's number two, and this is of the six things that we gave you, but let's look at number two, and number two says walk in the Spirit, and this is the power, and the power is walk in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, so we can live for Jesus Christ. Galatians 5.16 says walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you remember, and, I'm, and for all those you are listening, I'm drawing up that chart that shows this person, and there's the body, and then there's the soul, and then there's the conscience, and the flesh, And then on the other side, there's the human spirit, which is the part that's born again... And then, if you remember, there's also the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us, and this is this is the power. The power to live is the Holy Spirit in us. And so, we walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, walk in the Spirit, do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5.25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let's walk by the Spirit. It means that's how we're to live. I also have on your handout for you Ephesians 5.18, which actually says, be filled with the Spirit, or be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just another blank down at the bottom i'll give it to you in just a minute so what we're saying is the power to live the Christian life. We're, we're to walk worthy of the calling, live out who we are. We're to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is to live in God's power. This is the only way we have victory. This is the strength that we have. We already know that he says in certain places apart from me you can do absolutely nothing but in Christ you can do all things. It's impossible to live the Christian life in our own power. That's why I love Philippians 4.13 I can do all things and five, John 15.5 5, apart from me you can do nothing. So how do we walk in the Spirit. And just very simply, walking in the Spirit is being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that comes from basically being in fellowship with God. And that means we deal with sin. Uh, I always, people say, how do you walk in the Spirit? Well, first of all, you deal with sin. If there's any sin in our lives, we confess our sin, First John 1, 9. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So we deal with sin in our lives. And then we obey. We, we see the Word and we live it out. It's God's power through us. It's why we work out our own salvation as we saw even in the last lesson and those kind of things. The bottom line is we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's powerful. And so at the bottom of that page, uh, where it, number two, where it says blank, blank, walk, it should put spirit-controlled walk. That's how we live. So we've seen number one, which is walk worthy, and that means live out who we are. We've seen number two, which says, walk in the Spirit, which is the power, which is live out in God's power. That's the only way that we can make it. Let's look, as we go to the top of the next page, let's look at number three. I love this one. This is walk by faith. And, and, and basically, uh, if you want to put out there, that's based on the promises of God, that's what faith. Faith is taking God at his what, at his word. Faith is that we trust God's word. When God says something, if He says, "I give you eternal life," we say, "I have eternal life." So, th- number three, there it says Colossians two six. Basically, as if you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. And so we're talking about the idea of a walk of faith. Faith, oh, By the way, faith always has an object. I'm going to come back to that in just a minute. We we always believe something. Colossians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, We walk by faith, not by sight. And so we always look to the Word of God. And that is the key. Always look to the Word of God. Where, so where I say faith, we look to the Word of God. That's the first blanks right under the number 3 there. And so we look to the Word of God, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 uh, we do that. Colossians 2.6, As you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. And, and uh, even Hebrews there. Hebrews 11.6, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, <clears throat> I want you to understand something. Faith always has to have an object. And this is the key. When we say walk by faith, the object of our faith is the Bible, is the Word of God. Is promises, the Word of God. The object of our faith is the Word of God. Now we're talking about Christians. Let's think about this. As for salvation... The object of our faith is Jesus Christ. We put our faith in Jesus Christ to give us eternal life. That's the object of our faith for salvation. But the object of our faith for the Christian life is the Word of God. It's the key. It's what we trust. It's the truth. It's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. There's so many things we can talk about, but that's the bottom line. So how do we please God? It's a walk of faith. Faith has to have an object. Think about this. Uh, somebody would say, uh, what do you believe? And you say, "Well, I believe. Believe what? Uh, I just believe." No, you've got. It. There's something you believe. There's the object of your faith. Uh, I had a person one time tell me that uh, faith is, a, is. There's a leap of faith. You just. You just believe. I said but you have to believe something, and I said let me give you an example. Okay, so a guy's on. A, a guys on the side of a mountain at night. For some reason, we don't know why. And they fall, and as he falls, he grabs a hold of a branch. And so he's holding on, and he doesn't know how far it is, and he begins to holler out, help, help, help. And he hears a voice that says, listen, you can't see, but right below you, about a foot below you, is a big ledge. If you let go, you will fall on the ledge. And people say that's a leap of faith because you just let go. No, it's not a leap of faith. The object of your faith is that voice. You're believing that whoever's telling you that is telling you the truth. There's an object of faith always. There's no such thing. When you say believe in Jesus Christ, you say believe in Jesus Christ for what? What do we believe what? You could say believe that he's God, okay? I believe that he's God because the Bible tells me he's God. For salvation, what do I believe? I believe that he gives me eternal life i believe so faith always has an object and so the the christian life is a walk of faith as we base our lives on the bible it is true john 17:17 17, 17. it is alive hebrews 4:12 it is effective and and i love this because i put down romans 4:20 20 through 21 which basically says what do we learn from abraham here's what abraham said abraham was sure That God, whatever God promised, he was able to do. That's faith. It says this. Now with respect to the promises of God, Abraham did not waver, but grew strong in faith. He was assured that whatever God had promised, God was able to do. And so when we say walk by faith, we trust the word of God. We believe the promises of God. The object of our faith is the Bible. So we have a worthy walk, live out who we are. We have a walk in the Spirit. That's the power of God in us. We walk by faith, which means we trust the promises of God. We live our lives based on the Word of God. That's powerful. So there's some great truths there. So at the very bottom there, where right under it, uh, and by the way, what are some promises? Think about this. He's promised us eternal life. He's promised us a home in heaven. He's promised us protection. He's promised us provisions. He's promised us a new body. He's promised all these kind of things. So think about it. So at the very end, at the right, right above the number four, you've put a faith walk. It's a walk of faith. It's taking God at His word. Okay. Now you're ready for number four. Okay. Number four is, and this boy, there's there's a a, a lot in here and, and, and uh, I think we're going to see it, this is a walk in obedience. Walk in obedience. And that's why Second John, verse 6, talks about uh, if you love me, you will what? Keep my commandments. So it is keeping the commandments. It is living in obedience to the Bible. It is an obedient walk. Uh, people say, well, how are you supposed to live? Well, you have the Bible. So this, number four, is a walk in Obedience. In other words, obey. Obey the Bible. It's a little bit different. This is, is trusting it. This is obeying it. This is, Walking worthy is living out who we are. Walking in the Spirit is living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Walking by faith is living based on the promises of God. Walking in obedience is obeying the Word of God whether it's a promise or whatever it is, we obey it. We keep the commandments. There is a manual. And people say, what are we supposed to do? Well, we're supposed to live out the, the truths of the Bible. We're to bo- obey the Bible. What are we to do with the Word? Well, Second 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show yourself what? Approve to God. Dig the Bible. And then Philippians nine says, take what you know and apply it. And so what do we do with the Word? We study it and we apply it. I, I think this is the key. I always write... Know and apply. Know and apply. You can't apply you cannot apply what you don't know, but you have to know and then you got to apply. You can know things and not apply it, but you can't apply something you don't know. But you can know something and not apply it. So it, but it takes them both. It takes them both. We're to live out the word of God, where to live by the word of God. Now I want to show you something which you may have never thought about it because we're talking about walk in obedience. And this is the faith. This thing, it confuses people in the Bible. And let me, show, uh, confuses people when they see this in the Bible. But we're talking about living according to the faith. The faith is the body of truth. Now I'm going to show you something that you may have never thought about, but this is powerful. When we say it is a walk of faith, it means taking the promises of God. When we say walk in obedience, it is saying Walk in the faith. Live out the faith. And this is the truth of the Bible. Okay? This is obeying the Bible. Let me show you something. I've got what is the faith. Now just listen to this. Acts 14.22 They were strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, saying, through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. What is the faith? The faith is the truth of the Bible. See, sometimes you'll read something and it'll say something about uh, see if you're in the faith. It doesn't mean to say see if you're believing. It means are you obeying the truths, the faith? So Acts 14.22, he says they wanted to encourage them to continue in the faith. He's not saying continue to believe. He's saying continue to live by the scripture. 1 Corinthians 16.13, let me read the verse to you. Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith. What does that mean? Stand firm in the faith means stand firm in the body of truth. So in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, the faith is the body of truth. He's not saying stand firm and keep believing. He's saying stand firm in the faith. Live by the scripture. 2 Corinthians thirteen five. test yourself to see if you are in the faith. Now I, I re- put that verse, in, verse on purpose. Now listen carefully. People say that verse means look and see if you believed. That's not what it says at all. This verse says test yourself to see if you're in the faith. It says see if you are living by the Bible. Examine yourselves. But he goes on to say in that verse. So the bottom line is to test test to see if you're living in the faith is are you living by the word of God? The next one is Colossians 1.23. If you continue in the faith, firmly established and steadfast. What does it mean to continue in the faith? He's not saying if you continue to believe. He says, are you continuing to live by the scriptures? That's called the faith. I'll show you carefully. Look at 1 Timothy 4, one. Listen to this. But the Spirit expressibly says that in the latter times, some will fall away from the faith. It didn't say they'll quit believing. They will fall away from the truths of the Bible. And it goes on to say, they will then pay attention to deceitful spirits and doctrine of demons. Listen, the faith is the truths of the Bible. And we're to live in obedience to the truths of the Bible. Now, the reason I keep stressing this is because people oftentimes read these verses wrong. So let me remind you, in Acts 14.22, encouraging them to continue in the faith. In 1 Corinthians 16.13, stand firm in the faith. 2 Corinthians 13.5, test to see if you're in the faith. Colossians 1.23, that you continue in the faith. First Timothy 4: one that people will fall away from the faith. then we've got second Timothy chapter four verse five uh, what does Paul say, "I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept what the faith? It didn't mean he kept believing. It means I've kept living by the scripture. And so the reason I put all those in there for you is because those verses are often used to say you have to keep on believing if you're going to make it. These verses aren't talking about keeping on believing. It's talking about keeping on living in obedience to the Word of God. So the very last blank there is obedient walk. Obedient walk. So as we've keep going, we've seen to walk worthy of our calling, which is live out who we are. We've seen to walk in the Spirit, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. We've seen to walk by faith, which is live by it based on the promises of God. We've seen walk in obedience, which is to obey the Bible, which is live by the faith, the truths of the Bible. And now, we get to number five. And this is one of my favorites. And this is walk in new life. Guess what? Romans 6.4 says, we died and rose again to a new life. That's who we are. We were dead, but now we're alive. What does 2 Corinthians 5.17 say? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? A new creation. That's who we are, a new creation in Christ. And we've got to live out who we are. We've got to walk in this new life. So number five is to walk in new life life so walk worthy walk in the spirit walk by faith walk in obedience and walk in the new life Ephesians 5 and you don't have to turn there but Ephesians 5 in verse 2 says walk in love in verse 8 says walk in light and in verse 15 says walk in wisdom that's who we are that's what we're to do we're to walk in this new life, who we are. Uh, I put out beside there for you, First John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as He's in the light, we have fellowship one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. That's, that's who we are. That's what we're supposed to do. Walk in light, walk in love, walk in wisdom. And now, as you get to the top of the next page, I want you to see some incredible truths, because this is the key. How do we walk in the new life? Are you ready? Watch this. Put off the old and put on the new that's the answer that's how you walk in the new life the key put as as we says put off what put off and put on put off and put on. You can write put off old and put on new, whatever you want to do in that those two blanks. But that's what we're gonna see. Listen to Ephesians four twenty two and you can fill in the blank, but look at what it says. In reference to your former manner of life, lay aside the old self, which is corrupted with the lust of deceit. Lay aside your what? Old life. Now, let me just give you an idea that as we see put on and put off and lay aside and take on, the Greek word there meant like a coat. So when he says, he's basically saying, take off your old coat, put on your new coat. And it's used of putting on clothes. And so he says, lay aside your old life. And then he goes down, he says, and be renewed. And then he says in verse 24, and put on your new self. Now think about that. Put off the old, put on the new. Put off the old life, put on the new life. Put off the old self, put on the new self. What, who is our new self? We're the new person created in Christ Jesus. That's who we are. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, we're a new creation. That's the new self. That's who we are. Put off the old and put on the new. Uh, Colossians, I have Colossians for you, 3, 9, and 10. Listen to this. And having put on the new self... But but oh sorry, three nine says, "Do not lie to one another, since you have laid aside the old self." So in three nine, it's the old self, and in verse ten, he says, "And having put on the new self." So wow, think about that. And and let me just tell you, I live a lot in my old self. I got my old jacket on and I'm wearing it all the time instead of putting on my new jacket. That's the thing. He says, "I love this. Listen to this." And 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 do not lie to one another. Why? Since you have taken off the old self and you've put on the new self. He says, you, you can't be lying to one another because lying is your old jacket. So you've taken that off and you've put on the new one. And that's how we live this new life. We take off the old life and self and we put on the new life and self. And that's why he's saying, how are we supposed to live? We live living new life, not old life, new life. Because we're the new creation. We're a new person. We walk worthy. We live in the power of the Holy Spirit. We walk by faith. We walk in obedience. And we walk in a new life, taking off the old and putting on the new. And so the blank right there at the very end is a new life walk. So we've seen a lot so far. we got one more. One more of this Christian life walk. And I, I love this one as well. And this last one, number six, is walk in good works. Walk in good works. When we talk about good works, we have to be real careful because a lot of people say that what we believe is we tell people you can trust in Jesus and live any way you want to. And we say, no, that's not true. And sometimes Christians who are really into the grace message don't want to talk about works at all. They say, I want to talk about works because we don't want to confuse the issue. Well, no. Salvation issue works have nothing to do with it. Christian life issue, works have a lot to do with it. And so this last one, besides walking worthy, walking in the Spirit, walking by faith, walking in obedience, walking in the new life, this is walking in good works. This Basically, this is basically saying, do good works. We've been created in Christ Jesus for good works. In fact, I've got for you, it says Ephesians 2.10, we've got, we are created to do good works. We all know Ephesians. And by the way, so we are t- created. Now, I've got something that you've got to understand. When he says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are created to do good works, he's talking about the body of Christ. You know why we know that? It's plural. Yeah. For we are his workmanship. He didn't say you. He says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. But we, He changes and so you've got to notice that in in uh, Ephesians two eight and nine it's, sing- it's 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 plural, but it's talking about an individual person, but when you get to verse ten, he's talking in plural. We walk in good works. he's talking about the body of Christ. The plan is that as believers, we do good works. Look at Titus chapter three verse eight basically says this. This is a trustworthy statement concerning these things. I want you to speak confidently. All those who have believed in God may be careful to do. Good deeds that's what we're supposed to do to do good deeds that's the plan, and so, as believers, we're to do good things. our actions must show must be shown by our works. One of the things that people we get confused about, especially those in the grace camp, is we want we have to be real careful and, and we don't want people to think that good works. Are telling it, you know, you do good works so you prove you're saved. You do good works no, you, you do good works because you are saved. You have been created, the body of Christ, the believers are created to do good works. That's the plan. So for as a believer, we're to walk in good works. We're to do the good works that God has for us to do. And so at the very bottom right there, where where it says it's called a good works walk, that's the plan. So as we think about the walk of the Christian life. I mean, there's so much there, and so at the top of the last page, I want you to think about this. And you can write this down, or you can you you can go back to the things you've already written. But look what we see. May we walk how worthy, living out who we are. May we walk in the Spirit how. In the power, living in God's power. May we walk by faith, which means trusting the promises of God. May we walk in obedience, which means we live out the faith. We live by the Bible. May we walk in new life, which is putting off the old and putting on the new. And may we walk in good works, which means as believers, the body of Christ, we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works works. That's what we're supposed to do. We want to live for the glory of God in our Christian life walk. So there's so much there. As believers, we want to be like Christ, and this is called the walk of the Christian life. Now, I have for you on your thing, your your memory verses Ephesians Ephesians 4.1, and Ephesians 4.1 says, therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you've been called. That's basically our number one but that can encompass all of them because if we're walking in the manner worthy of we've been called that means we'll walk in the spirit we'll walk by faith we'll walk in obedience we'll walk in new life we'll walk in good works so there's some really powerful things there so let me give you two applications the first one is this let's walk worthy of our calling as god's children let's walk worthy of our calling as god's children I mean that is that is the key, and those six things are there one of the one of the things that uh that I love about about this is that you can you can go and you can look all throughout the scripture and you can see. A worthy walk, or walk in the spirit, or walk by faith, or walk in obedience, or walk in new life, and put off the old and put on the new, and do good works. I mean, the Bible is full of how we live out who we are. And this gets very practical. And that's why I wanted these lessons that for us to look at this and say, well, this is very, very practical. Because if you remember, this is not in the theology part of the books. This is in the practical part of the books. This is in Ephesians 4. This is in Galatians 5. You know this, this is this is in Colossians 2. You know where he's. This is the, the, these are all aspects of living out who we are, putting off the old, putting on the new, living out this walking in good works. This is Ephesians two ten, where he basically says, "So we're called to do good works. So may we do that." Think about those six things. The la- the second thing is that we want to live. The, ultimately, when we do all of this, God gets the glory. And so the second application is may we live so that God is glorified. That's what we want. And if we're doing this, if we're walking uh, worthy in the power of the Holy Spirit, based on the promises of God, living according to the faith, the Bible, putting off the old, putting on the new, doing good works, God will be glorified. And so this is a, a lot of information, you know, and we said that in our class, I mean, we're there's just a whole bunch of stuff here. And and if you think about this, we just touch the surface could we not take every one of these six things and go into all kind of detail and think about what god has for us that's why the word of god is so special cuz you could say well i'm going to take i'm going to take walk in the the new life and looking at the old and the new and going back to those places that talk about lay aside and put on and see how that fits together scripturally, even more detail than we went on. So I hope so. Well, we'll continue, and we will. Uh, this is lesson what ten and eleven, and and so uh, very soon, within the next maybe the next week, we'll get lessons twelve and thirteen for you. So eventually, we can have the whole thing put on line for you. Uh, we'll also be sending out at, very soon the quizzes. I haven't sent those out yet. You should have the lessons. Uh, uh, if for some reason you don't have a way. To copy uh, the lessons off, uh, just you could call the church and you could come by the church. And since really it's not open, and we'll we'll just have some lessons and we'll fix it where you can get them. But call us if you want to get them and you don't have a way to copy them to print them off yourself. So let us know.